When one, uh, when one door closes, another door opens. He was a lovely man, but a terrible cabinet maker. <laughs> okay. I think we've tested your faith enough. Um, if you're still on the call, then you must love God. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so what we're going to do now, man, I'm just going to – I thought I'd go into tithes. You know, something that's really important these days is that we, we put our trust in God. You know, and it was really evident on the call the other day that anything outside of God leads to fear and doubt and confusion, you know. And so it's the same with our finances. You know, it can be pretty scary these days, you know. Like when you look at – I've had days where times where I've looked at – I didn't even want to look at my, my, my outgoings and my ingoings because I knew they didn't match up. But God seemed to pull everything together. Um a scripture that Matt used last week and we talked about on Wednesday is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but seek his will and he'll direct your paths. It's not time to lean on our own understanding for anything these days, but especially not our finances. Um, and, you know, that's something that we can trust in. You know, we can trust God in that. So, you know, guys, if if you're um, finding it hard, hey, if you're finding it hard, just just pray to God, man. Find out what it is for you, what, what what it is that you need to do to have blessing over your finances. Yeah? Does it sound cool? So I'm just going to pray now. So, Lord God, we just thank you that you are the provider. Father God, Lord, I thank you that you are almighty. Lord, that in spite of everything in this world, Lord God, man, that's when you're at your best, Father. So we hold on to you. We anchor our finances in you through tithes and offerings, Lord God. And we give you all the honor and all the glory. In Jesus' name, we all see it. Amen. 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 Awesome. Awesome, guys. Hey, look, with that, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to pass over to Pastor Lisa for the word. Oh, sorry. We'll do communion at the end. Um, yeah, we're going to do communion, guys. So if you want to get your bread and everything ready, we're going to do it at the end of the service together, okay? And we'll do it after the word. So with that, I'd like to pass over to Pastor Lisa. Hi, everybody. It's really nice to see everybody's faces again. It's really cool. Um, really lovely to see you. And let's hope, I don't know whether this is going to be the last Sunday, but I really hope it is that, that we're yeah. not together. Hopefully, hopefully it will be, but we'll, we'll see. Um, right, so I... I've just got to get, I'm, I'm trying to read, I'll be reading off my computer at the same time as talking to you guys. But yeah, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Um, being a dad is such an important role. So just wanted to say happy Father's Day to the for, the, for all the dads. Yeah, we love you lots and you're, you're doing <laughs> such a great job. <laughs> um, my message is called Stand in Faith today. And um, a few weeks back, I spoke um, a message called Overcoming Strongholds. And in that message, I said that as faith moves mountains in God's kingdom, so fear moves mountains in the kingdom of darkness. But I really want to focus on, on faith today because um, with that, we can, we, we can use that against the enemy, essentially. You know, to... 2 Timothy 1.7 says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. And in 1 John 5.4, it says that it's by our faith that we overcome the world, and the world includes fear. And I really want to encourage you, um, especially um, if, you've been, if you've been with us a, quite a while, you know, now is the time for the body of Christ to rise up and take the place of authority that God has delegated to us. 
And he has actually, Jesus did delegate to us, but we can't do that if we're living in fear. So the only place that we can live out of in these times is a place of trust in God, confidence that he is almighty and all powerful and he's our father and faith in his promises. So it's really important that we're strong in our faith so that we're not tossed around like leaves in the wind. And, and it's been windy here yesterday and a little bit today as well. And, you, and it's amazing how many leaves have just been blown around the place. And that's what we can be like if we're not strong in our faith because it means we're just tossed around. No matter where the wind goes, that's where the leaf goes. And we don't want to be like that especially in times like this, which are really challenging. But I wanted to encourage you all that you all have faith um, because it took faith to become a Christian. And that's the first time you would have used your God kind of faith. And you heard what happened was you heard the truth. You heard that Jesus died on the cross as a sacrifice for your sins. And you believed that it was true. And you believed that God raised Jesus from the dead. And, and you believed that Jesus became your Lord and Savior. And all of that was by faith. So you do have faith. So living by faith is something that we can all do. It's not a difficult thing. You know, the, the devil, he would like us to think it's really difficult. And he tries to convince us that it is. And the reason why he does that is so that he can try to make sure that we're weak and powerless Christians. But, you know, God said in his word that the just shall live by faith. And we are those people that that scripture in Hebrews 10, 38 is talking about. You know, and our God is such a loving God that he would not set us an impossible task because he's a good God and he wants us to succeed. Eh? So, um, you know, we please God by exercising our faith. Hebrews 11, 6 confirms that. And it's faith that is how we tap into God's power, basically, because he's, a, he's the ultimate power source. And uh, Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three, 23, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will come to pass, he will have whatever he says. And I want to give you an example. You know, God formed the earth by faith. God uses faith in everything he does. It's his it's second nature to him. That's just who he is. Uh, it's, it's a very different, the, the spiritual world, the physical world is in the spiritual world, essentially. It's just a small bit of it. And God, God um, lives by faith all the time. And so, you know, he framed our world with declarations of faith. And I want to give you an example. For, for example, in Genesis 1-3, he said, let there be light, and there was light. And so that was a declaration of faith. And, and, and Genesis 1 and right throughout the Bible, really, are examples um, where God did things like that. But especially in Genesis 1, if you read that, there's so many times where God declared something, and it was. And that those are all declarations of faith. And, and we know that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. And so all three of them were there at the creation of the world. They were all playing an active part. And um, so Jesus was there. And so 
when he said in Mark 11, 23 and 24, those scriptures, which I'll read to you in a moment, he knew what he was talking about. It wasn't that he, he, he just heard that God made, Father God made the earth because Jesus was there playing an active part in it, which is really cool. And so to me, um, it means that Jesus really knows what he's talking about when he says in Mark 11, 24, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And so it shows us how faith works. So I was thinking about that and I thought, well, it would make sense that we go to the source. Who, what better person to teach us how to live by faith than Jesus himself who was there at the creation of the world? <laughs> and if we want to learn from the best, we should go to the source, right? And uh, I really love Mark 11 because I'm just going to open up there now, Mark 11, Mark chapter 11. You know, right throughout that, that, uh, that chapter, it leads into the whole teaching on faith. And in verse, um, he's, Jesus actually started, he was, he's a, the ultimate teacher as well, because he didn't say to his disciples, I'm going to teach you about faith today. He didn't do that at all. He just gave them an example first and waited to see what happened. So in verse 14, Jesus, now what does it say? It says in verse 12, the next day when they had come out from Bethany, so that's Jesus and the disciples, Jesus was hungry and seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he could find something on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves for it was not the season for figs. And in response, Jesus said, now this is where he began his teaching, although the disciples didn't know it. He said, let no one eat from you ever again. And his disciples heard him say that. And then the next day in verse 20, it says, in the morning, as they passed by, so they'd gone, had had a had something to eat, um, got on, had, had a sleep, and then the next morning, they passed by that same place and they, the disciples saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Now, if anyone knows anything about gardens and trees, it takes a while for a tree to dry up from the roots. But this happened overnight. And Peter said, look, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. And then that was the perfect moment for Jesus to start teaching about faith. And I really love how Jesus did that because me being a, a person that teaches in a school, I, I really like how Jesus did that because he didn't say, I'm going to teach you about faith. He literally just said um, what he said to the fig tree. Then the next day, he, he waited until the disciples noticed something. And then he said in verse 23 of Mark 11, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will come to pass. He will have whatever he says. Then he said, therefore, I say to you. So in other words, he's saying, this is what faith does. And Jesus knows this because he was there at the creation of the world. But then he said, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, Believe that you receive them and you will have them. 
Jesus wasn't trying to show off to the disciples, showing them something that he could do that they would never be able to do. He said, look at me, I can, I can curse a fig tree and it'll dry up from the roots. No, he was teaching them by example how to use their own faith. And that's why he said, therefore, I say to you, which is really exciting, actually. You know, a mountain, the mountain that Jesus is referring to, it could be anything, anything that we're facing. And it's, it's not necessarily a literal mountain. It can be anything that seems to be impossible, naturally speaking. And if, 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 we're, if the stage that we're living in now in, in this world should be an indication to you that there are a few mountains but um, there are a few mountains that we're all facing, but God is, is greater than all of those things. And that's a saying that Gwen had a, uh, quite a while back. I don't know if you remember that, but she said, God is greater than. And I really love that because it is absolutely true. So Jesus, and I, I, one other thing too is that be, before Jesus went to heaven, he gave the, what's called the Great Commission. But he delegated his authority to us at that point. And when I say us, I'm talking about the body of Christ. And in Matthew 28, 18 and 19, Jesus said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore. And so he's saying to us, therefore, go, because we're part of his body. And so um, he's delegated it it to us. He said, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. So he's he's teaching us on faith that Faith teaching is for us. And something I want you to notice is this is how faith works. First, we pray and believe, and then we receive. Okay, it's a spiritual law. Um, 2 Corinthians 5 7 says, We walk by faith, not by sight. So we don't receive the answer before we pray. You know, like we have to believe it, we have to use our faith, and then it comes into reality. So faith, um, in Hebrews 11.1 one says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith is the evidence or the substance or the proof. It's the, it's the tangible thing that we can see of the things that we are hoping or praying for. It's, so what we're hoping or praying for is what isn't actually in there yet, but the faith is the proof of it. Think of it kind of like I've heard people call it like a title deed, like you might have a title for a home and and that's the proof that you own it. And faith is like that too. Hope is is the thing you're praying for and the faith is the evidence of it, the proof, the title deed. And at this time, we need to make sure that we can stand on our own faith. So I just want to make some declarations myself at the moment because by faith I see and declare the body of Christ rising up like people have just realized that the chains that held them bound are now loosed. And I see by faith the body of Christ rising up with a revelation of that faith is the proof of what we're hoping for. It's the proof. And by faith, I see the body of Christ rising up in faith together like an army of faithful warriors. You know, we're we're an army and and we we should be united like a band of faithful warriors. And we, we are becoming that, and that's really exciting to see. And by faith, I see the body of Christ having a solid knowledge of the word of God. It's in our heart coming out instantaneously as needs arise. And that's really important, eh, is to make sure that we're putting that word into us all the time. And what I mean is reading 
reading the Bible um, over and over until it actually, until you learn it and it stays down in there. And for some of us, it takes a long time for that to happen, but just keep persevering because it does go in. And then when some really important need arises where you've got to react fast, that that faith is there because the word's already in your heart and it can rise up. Um, and by faith, I see the body of Christ praying and believing we receive when we pray without any doubt. And I see the body of Christ surrendering to God and interceding for our nation. And another thing, I see the body of Christ operating in the authority delegated to us by Christ Jesus with a revelation that we have power over all the power of the enemy. And then finally, I see the body of Christ having done all to stand and by faith. And that's something out of um, Ephesians 6 where it talks about the armour of God. And I just want to refer to that fairly just briefly now. Just going to go to Ephesians 6, um, <clears throat> verses 10 through to 18 is talking about the armour of God of in Ephesians 6. But I just want to um, point out to you, um, there's a number of scriptures in there that talk about standing and talk about faith. Um, Verse 11 says, put on the whole armour of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. And then in verse 13, it says, therefore, take up the whole armour of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. I love how it just repeats that. And then verse 14, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. And then if I go down a couple of verses, it says, and above all, verse 16, taking the shield of faith. Wow, that's cool, eh? With which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And uh, it says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, the sword is an offensive weapon, and so that's the only offensive weapon that's described in there is in, in the, those verses, but the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God, and that is so important. So that just um, really reaffirms the importance of making sure we have the Word of God in our heart. I'm just going to drink. So... We're, we are part of an army, <clears throat> and being... Being passive and ignorant are not the qualities that are required to make disciples of nations. So instead, it will take boldness and courage. You know what? We're, I heard this. I think it might have been Mario Murillo that said this. He said, we are to be high-impact, low-maintenance disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ, not low-impact, high-maintenance disciples. <laughs> And I really never forgot that. I thought, oh, that's that's a good point. We need to make sure we're high impact, low maintenance. So, you know, that means that we need to be standing on our own faith, you know, and, and obviously uh, God places us in churches, in a church so that we can, because he knows that we will fit together really well and he's given us a specific assignment to do. And he does that with all the various churches around this nation and in the world. But, you know, I, I'm really excited about how 
we are becoming stronger in our faith. So I just want to refer you to Joshua 1. Um, In Joshua 1, uh, Moses had just died. And what had happened was, if you're not familiar with that story, is that Moses had led the nation of Israel out of Egypt and they had had the incredible miracles of the parting of the Red Sea and that, that had some amazing things happen in that whole journey but what had happened was when the spies were sent out to to spy out the land that God had promised most of the spies came back with a really negative report and it was only Caleb and Joshua that had come back with a with a really positive report and so essentially what that meant was the people God basically waited until all of those unbelieving people had died before leading the new generation through into the promised land. And so 40 years that the nation of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And anyway, eventually Moses passed away and Joshua took over. And so what God started saying to Joshua that it was time and it was time to take the land that God had that he'd promised the people of Israel. So he gave Joshua specific instructions about where that land was in Joshua 1 and in verse 5 God said I will be with you I will not leave you or forsake you so I just that's for us today these verses in Joshua 1 are for us today he's never going to leave us he's never going to forsake us and then he goes on to say in verse 5 um Yeah, I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. And then verse six, he says, be strong and of good courage. I love that. And he repeats it. He repeats it three times. And so he's doing that for emphasis. Verse seven, he says, be strong and very courageous. And then in verse nine, he says, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid for the Lord is with you wherever you go. And How can we be strong? We spend our time wisely in the word of God and in prayer. And he even says that in verse 8. He says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. In other words, he's saying, spend time in the word of God. Make sure you know the word. And so we, we have to make sure that our eyes are focused on God at this time, not on what's going on around us. It's important to be up to date. I'm not saying we shouldn't be that. But we need to have our focus on God, not on the circumstances, because God is our saviour. Nothing else is. The government's not our saviour. It should always be God, you know. So God is our saviour. And God even said in verse 9 of Joshua 1, he said, I've commanded you this. Be strong and of good courage. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So verse 9, he says it's a command. So he's commanding us to be strong and of good courage. The Lord is with you. So God is with us. And as uh, Matt was preaching last week, you know, we're coming into this incredible time of, of awakening. And we need to make sure we're strong in our faith. We need to make sure we're of good courage. We're, we're courageous and bold. And we need to make sure we're trusting him. So 
uh, at this time, we need to make sure that we're praying in faith and making declarations of faith, just like God did when he made the earth. And I, I, I said in my message a few weeks back, Overcoming Strongholds, uh, that prayer isn't an optional extra. It's, uh, there's no shortcuts with God. You know, you've got to spend time in the word. You've got to make sure that prayer is a regular part of your life. And there is power in that because James 5.16 says, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So in other words, not just wishy-washy prayers that are filled with doubt needs to be um, prayers of faith and fervency. And that's something that I know, I've know i noticed is that it, it's, uh, it's about when we're praying, the power, the, the, it's the, you, you need to make sure you, you're determined in your heart, you know, that you're, you're going to step out in faith and use that faith. Um, and that can be prayer for the lost. It can be prayer to God, prayer for the sick, prayer for freedom, provision, protection. All of that must be prayers of faith. Because uh, Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So I want you to realize, though, that you, you do have faith. We do all have faith. We just get stronger at, at, in it um, as, we, as we go in it, the more we step out and do that. So speak out. Declare what you're believing. Speak out life to our nation. Speak out victory over the kingdom of darkness and speak out the word of God. Because the heavenly host, God's angelic army, are waiting for us to speak words of victory and words of faith and words of life. And it reminded me when I was preparing for this, I heard a prophet a while back, his name's Mike Thompson in the USA, and he's based in um, Las Vegas, I think. But he, he, he spoke a while ago of a vision that he had, and he's had an, he has a lot of visions, but one of the ones he had, and it really stuck with me, is where the body of Christ, he saw the body of Christ speaking the word of God over their nation and speaking out, making declarations of faith. And in this vision, as the members of the body spoke, swords came out of their mouths. Like, and, and what happened was that the sword, which interestingly enough, I said before in the word in Ephesians 6, refers to the word of God as the sword of the spirit. And so in his vision, he saw swords coming out of the body's mouths and the angelic host, they were swooping down and grabbing those swords and then they'd use them to fight the demonic horde. So that just shows you, eh, that's, the power, that's how powerful our words are. It's a picture of exactly what happens when we speak out in faith. So it's important that we understand that we are more creative than we realize. We're far more creative than the devil wants us to realize, that's for sure. And our words create. Proverbs 18.21 says, death, life and death are in the power of the tongue. And the devil wants us to unwittingly speak words of doubt and negativity and death and fear so that we're no threat to him. But we must rise and stand together, keeping a guard over our mouth. It's really important that we just are um, very careful what we allow to speak, what we allow ourselves to say. So ask yourself, 
do I speak words of faith or do I also speak words of fear, doubt and unbelief? Because when we, if we pray in faith, that's great. But then if afterwards we speak words of doubt or fear or unbelief, what we're doing is we're actually unraveling and undoing everything that we've just prayed. So I want to give you an example. Um, if I believe, if I'm believing for healing, I would pray something like this. Thank you, God, that I have a covenant with you and it's settled in the blood of my Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, God, that your word says Jesus bore all my sicknesses and he carried all my diseases and by his stripes I am healed. So if I went and said a prayer along those lines and then afterwards I said, oh, man, I'm feeling really sick today. I think I'm going to end up having to get that operation. I would have undone that prayer. So it's really, really important to make sure that you're setting a guard over your mouth because um, our words are creative and we need to make sure we remember that all the time. And in James 3, 6, it, go, it even talks about the tongue being like a, a fire. It says the tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and set on fire by hell. So what that's saying is that if, our, if we're saying negativity, if we're saying words that are filled with doubt or fear or unbelief, it actually defiles us um, because it negates our faith and makes it powerless. So, so important. Just remember, life and death are in the power of the tongue. and We've got to make sure we're speaking life, speaking life. So um, just sort of closing, really, Hebrews 12, 1 to 2, I like this verse. It says, uh, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So, you know, the cloud of witnesses, those are the ones that have gone on to heaven, and they they witness what we're doing. And we all know people that have gone on to be with the Lord. Um, um, Pastor Don's gone on to be with the Lord, and there's a whole swag of cool, amazing godly people from our church even who have gone on to heaven and there's there's a fair amount of center church up there uh, but um, <laughs> they're, they're they're witnessing and they're cheering us on and they're saying go team keep going don't give up and so I want just to really encourage you to lay aside all fear lay aside all doubt and unbelief and lay aside sin and distraction Make sure you know what's going on, of course, but make sure that you're, you're, you're living from a position of faith, not fear. And so what we're doing is we're running a race, and, and it's not just a little short sprint. It's a, it's a race that's a fairly long one, and we need to make sure we're running with endurance. So how do we do that? We keep our eyes on Jesus. He's standing at the finish line waiting to congratulate us on a job well done. And he's the author of our faith and he's the finisher of our faith. And he's saying, stand in faith. You can do it. Pray and believe and trust me. So I really want to encourage you at this time, stand in faith. Faith is something that, um, that we 
that we have to step out and do, you know, and and it, and it takes a bit of practice. And and so just I just really encourage you from wherever you are, step out in faith. And so I'll just pray. Father God, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your love. Holy Spirit, thank you for revealing to us how to walk by faith. Thank you, God, that you've given us your written word that we can read and learn about you. Lord, I pray you'd forgive us where we've missed it and spoken words of doubt and not faith. We declare healing. We declare life. We declare blessing, favor, wisdom. We declare soundness of mind and revelation. We declare deliverance and protection over our families and over the people of Centre Church and over every person listening this morning. And we declare that we walk by faith and not by sight. We declare that we're strong and very courageous. We declare that we shall stand by faith in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. All right, well, I just wanted to... There you go, you guys. Bless you. Let's get this open. I'll pass you back to the Browns. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Pastor Lisa. Awesome word, man. It's so important these days to be combating the fear of the world with faith. Mm. You know, we've got to lift our level up. You know, it says greater is, is he that lives within me than he that is in the world. You know, but that's us filling ourselves with what God's saying and his faith rather than what the world's saying, you know, because um, there's a lot of fear out there, you know, and only God can anchor your heart in these times. So, yeah, fantastic message. Um, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to get Matt to just play some music. Um, we're we're going to take communion together. Uh, I've got some communion that I've prepared earlier. Um, so what I thought is if you guys, if everyone will just take a couple of minutes while Matt's, Matt's playing a song. Um, and yeah, if you want to get something ready, some emblems ready, we'll take communion in a, in a couple of minutes. Go to you, my Lord. And with yours. I find the in your arms you hold me Safe from harm you've always got me And I will lift my hands To the great I am And I will lift my voice Giving honor to your name And every knee will bow To see your awesome power Glory fills the earth as I cry a little louder. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sing hallelujah. Lord. In 
and praise, Lord God. We give you honor and glory, Lord God. In spite of circumstances, in spite of what's going on in the world, Lord God, you still reign, Lord God. You're above all, Father God. You've called us to be the head and not the tail, to be above only and not beneath, Lord God. So we thank you for this, Lord God, and we give you all the honor and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I was reading... Uh, 1 Corinthians 11, 28, talks about uh, communion. And it says, let a man examine himself. But let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. You know, to me, examining yourself is just keeping it, you know, where your account is with God. You know, now, let's be honest, man, we all fall short. You know, it says in Romans 3.23, for all fall short of the glory of God, you know. Um, and I'm sure I've fallen short since I last took communion, you know, and that talks about a repentance before we take our communion, you know, and it's about just keeping a short account with God. So I thought if you guys just want to put all your sins in the chat, um, I'll pray for you. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Um, nah, nah, we haven't got time for that. Um, take too long. Nah, nah, look, here's the thing, though. It, this, is, this is not between me and you. This is between us and God. You know, anything that we feel that might be, be in between us and God, man, this is the time just to let it all go. Because I'll tell you now, it's just going to hold back how God sees us. It's going to hold back how, oh, sorry, it's going to hold back not how God sees us, how we see ourselves and how, how we see God sees us. So, you know, that's why it's really important to keep a short account. So what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to start taking some communion. Okay. So I've got the bread here. Okay, and these emblems represent, you know, A, Jesus' body broken, B, Jesus' blood spilt. And that's where the power comes from, is in the blood. Because basically, Jesus already got the victory. We got the victory. Even if we don't feel like we're winning, we're winning. We're winning, man, because God plus us is a majority. 
God plus one is a majority. So, um, you know, this is all about enforcing the victory that God has for us. It's about resting in it. It's about resting in an authority that Jesus has gained for us. We don't have to fight for it. It's ours. It's ours. So, Lord, I take this bread that represents your body broken on the cross for us, Lord God. The sacrifice that you made, your body broken, Lord God, for us, Lord. The ultimate sacrifice of giving your life, Lord God. So we honour you and we remember you, Lord God, as we take this bread today. And Lord, I thank you, Father. We take this juice, this water, Lord God, that represents your blood spilt, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord. We, we, we plead the blood of Jesus over us yes, and our families and our church and our community and our region and our nation, Lord God. We plead the blood, the power of the blood, Lord God, that was that, that came be back beyond death, Lord God. Nothing can hold you back. So, Lord, as we take this juice, Lord God, that represents your body, Lord God, we remember you, Father. We, we enforce the victory that you've won for us in our lives, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So, Lord, we just thank you, Father God. Lord, I thank you for our church family, our church members. I thank you for faith being spoken into their lives, into their hearts, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, Lord, for your word being an anchor, Father God, Lord, in these stormy times, Lord God. Lord, we won't be confused. We won't be thrown around with doubt, Lord God, because we will stand on your word that never changes. You're the same. Today, yesterday, and forever and ever, amen, Lord God. You do not change. So, Lord, we thank you, Father, that we have a standard that we can live by, Lord God. Lord, that we have you backing us, Father God. Lord, if you're for us, who can be against us, Lord? So we give you all the honor and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Want to do another song? Want to do that Just throw you in it. Yeah, Look, it's either another song or another joke from me, okay? And I think, I think the song's going to win. <laughs> Any requests? <laughs> yeah. I was really hoping that that last song that Amy was singing it real dud because I sung it in another key. <laughs> she wrote it in me and I was <coughs> yeah. in like, I saw her frowning. I saw her frowning. God bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lord, turn his face toward you and give you peace. Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. And everyone sung Amen. 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 
nations and the family and the children and the children and the children whose favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and your children and the children whose favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family the children and the children and the children whose favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and the children and the children whose presence will be for you and behind you and beside you all around you and within you is with you with you in the morning, in the evening, in the coming, and you're going, you're weeping, rejoicing. He is for you, 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 yes. Jesus. Man, there's something about the power of worship, eh? There's something about it, man. And you know, it says that praise stills the enemy. You know, if you're in it, if you start feeling fear or confusion or feeling overwhelmed, man, get some music on. Get some worship on, man. And and you don't have to sing it as well as me. You know, but just sing it. Just sing it, guys. Hey, amen. Cool. Same thing, Pastor Lisa. Anything want to do now? Is it is it is it anyone that needs prayer for anything? Oh, sorry, you go, Pastor Lisa. Oh, I was just going to say that um, once we finish up, we could leave the chat open for a while. If anyone wants to be chatting away, could do that. Yep. Yeah. And if there's anyone that needs prayer, please let us know as well. Um, yeah, just chuck it in the chat, maybe even you know down the side, yeah. and we can we can pray for you guys. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you could do that. Um, otherwise, if it's something a bit more personal, you can always contact us. Yeah, um, offline, yeah. Yeah, offline. That would be fine as well. But, yeah, we, we think you guys are awesome. And it's really lovely to see the yeah. faces that we get to see today as well. It's, it's great, hey, Peter? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 